It is an explosive allegation, and we're trying to get to the bottom of it, if it's true or not. There's a new book by a UK writer named Richard Kerbage called The Secret History of the Five Eyes. Now, what are the Five Eyes? The Five Eyes are Canada, the United States, the UK, Australia, and New Zealand. They are known as the Five Eyes because they share intelligence secrets. So intelligence sharing among the Five Eyes, kind of a big deal. And the secret history of the Five Eyes, Kerbage claims, it's a, I think the book is published today, we're trying to reach him and we couldn't today, that CSIS, the Canadian Security and Intelligence Service, smuggled, had an informant tell the Canadians that CSIS took a 15-year-old girl named Shamima Begum and her two school friends who were 16 and 15 and smuggled them into northern Syria and in order to become essentially agents for them. Now, Justin Trudeau was asked about this. And he said, well, the fight against terrorism requires our intelligence service to continue to be flexible and creative in their approaches. But every step of the way, they're bound by strict rules and principles that values Canadians hold dear, including the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. And he said there are rigorous oversight mechanisms regarding how the National Security and Intelligence Committee of Parliamentarian, uh, they oversee that. But apparently, with the, their British counterparts, this happened. I'm going to bring in Moob and Shake. He knows this way better. Now, now we've, by the way, contacted a lot of former CSIS heads. Uh, nobody will comment on this yet. Uh, former counterterrorism operative and professor at public safety at Seneca College, Moob and Shake will. Now, remember, he, Moobin, was deeply involved as an undercover agent. So maybe no one in the country knows this stuff better than you. Moobin, now, first of all, how are you? How are things? It's been a long time. Uh, how's the summer? Everything good? Yeah, everything is good. Thanks for having me. I had the uh, opportunity after two years of COVID to go camping at uh, Algonquin Park. Um, so uh, things are good. Things. Where'd are good. you go? Where'd you go? Just give it. Give it to me. I'm. A, you know me. I'm a I'm inveterate camper. Uh, well, yeah, I went to Tea Lake. Uh, it was Tea one Lake. of the uh, one of the smaller places. You know, everything else was booked, of course. And now I've learned, uh, you know, to wait uh, for the booking to open so that I can get a better place next time. But it, it was great. Uh, got out on the water, saw the stars. I mean, it was it was great. I encourage people to to do that as much as you can. Oh, we get great. trapped up in all the news that's going on in the world, a lot of anxiety, stress, controversy. It's important for for everyone to take time out, you know, and and decompress. So yeah, I'm I've, ta- I've taken yeah. You get on Smoke Lake there, Tea Lake. I know that area very well. Nice. So I used to take my kids there. Uh, my kids now sir, Canoe Lake. Of course, you can paddle right into Tea Lake from Canoe Lake. Canoe Lake's the put in. Yeah. Uh, where you where you get there? But uh, yeah, one of my kids is now. Uh, he just got back from a fifty-two day canoe trip in the Arctic. Fifty-two days. Wow! Wow! Crazy. Ending up in the Arctic Ocean. What do you make of this CSIS story? Like, can you tell us? Explain what the hell they're actually saying here. It's hard for people to understand what the allegation that CSIS has actually done here by smuggling informants into like girls, underage girls, into Syria. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, shocking is uh, intelligence agencies collect intelligence. And they do so by the use of undercovers. In fact, undercover operations is how we do this stuff. 
whether it's a biker gang or a mafia group or a child sex predator sting, the use of undercovers is a basic component of all of this. So what people are trying to do, I think, in, in sensationalizing this is to say, you know, framing it as, oh, look, CSIS is trafficking young girls. I mean, I mean, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous to frame it that way. The reality is, is that the girl, the spy did not radicalize the girls. He didn't recruit the girls. He didn't drive them to the airport. What ended up happening is the networks that those girls were using happened to be infiltrated. And that's what happened. So whether so, what does that uh, mean? So tell me what that means. Yeah. These are fifteen-year-old girls. So, so who are the sure. girls, and how? What do you mean by that? I don't understand. Yeah. So there were. It was a big case in the in the UK because there were these three young girls, high school girls, uh, fifteen, sixteen years old, who absconded from the UK and went to join ISIS. Now, you know, I was monitoring ISIS networks from 2012 to 2018. Uh, we, I know the, the tactics very well. What, what ISIS was doing was encouraging young people to leave their families in secret and join them in, in, their, in their territory. They told these young people, you know, uh, not to be obvious about it. They taught these young people how to hide their activities from the parents, from law enforcement, from intelligence agencies. Um, and told them what routes to take, where to go, what cafe to show up, where, you know, the smuggler would meet them. And, and you know, this was a network, this smuggling network. There were thousands of people that were trafficked or that were smuggled. Trafficking is not the right word. Trafficking relates to moving people from one place to another against their will. Uh, smuggling would be the better term, right? This was, this was an really, underground recruitment operation of yeah. terror. That's right. That's right. And and ISIS was doing this across the across you know the West and the Middle East. I mean, at most about five thousand Westerners went to join ISIS. Uh, so they could have ended up in any one of those smuggling groups. Uh, so so so, so what? So they so yeah. What happens when they get to Shamima Begum, a fifteen-year-old and her two friends? Yeah. Well, she's not the only. Uh, I mean, the three of them are not the only fifteen-year-olds who went. Um, you know, there were many other young people who went, um, you know, not just from the UK, but from some other countries as well. Uh, and they were, you know, they were recruited and radicalized through the ISIS networks. And, uh, like I said, you know, they, the, the, the routes that, you know, they gave these people what routes to take, what to say, even if you're questioned by immigration officials, they told a lot of these girls, and then you can see in the photos, you know, don't even wear a hijab. Don't make it look like you're overtly religious. You know, just wait till you get to the other side, and then you know, and then you can play the role. Uh, so it's it's not it's not controversial to me because obviously this is how undercover operations work. It just so happened that the networks that these three girls in particular used was infiltrated by one of our agents, uh, one of our assets, if you will. Right. He he's currently in a Turkish prison, so he's you know. He's a write-off in that sense, but, uh, you know, it, it could have been anybody else. I mean, they could have fallen into... Uh, but, but they're you know. saying they facilitate, like, by the way, this fifth, she was then 15. She now is in northern Syria in a detention camp that her two friends are dead. But her lawyer is essentially, and I know told CBC's As It Happens, that his client was human traffic, that they helped her lose her citizenship. And that's, that's not intelligence, that's trafficking. 
Well, that's that's incorrect. And you got to keep in mind that the, you know, Shamima's story has been, I mean, they're really, the lawyers and all the people that are supporting her are trying to throw everything they can at the wall to see what sticks. So currently it's, oh, CSIS made me do it, so I'm not responsible. And that's ridiculous, okay? I mean, and, and even again, back to this idea of this is the role, this is what the undercover does. I mean, it just, like I said, it just so happened that the networks that they were using were infiltrated. There were, I mean, the exact same network, uh, there, are, there were hundreds of other smugglers who were involved. They weren't undercovers, right? The role of the undercover is to play the role of the, right. the bad guy. So it's not a question of, oh, what was the undercover supposed to do? His job is to be doing all that stuff and then passing up the information that they've collected. Yeah, otherwise, other, otherwise you can't do it. He can't, otherwise you can't do it. Otherwise we get no information, we get no intelligence, no evidence. I mean, do we just sit back and do nothing? I mean, it's, 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 it doesn't make sense. I mean, even if you apply the analogy to a biker group, you know, uh, an undercover who's in a biker group, what are you going to tell him? You can't sell drugs? What are you going to tell him? You can't. Well, can you? Know, you can, 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 yeah, well, but that, well, moving on, I'm just about out of time. But so this is interesting. You're saying that this is bogus and this is this is literally intelligence level 101. And this is someone who's trying to get out of a detention camp. Um, we're going to we're going to keep covering this. Story. Hey, uh, we'll follow this story. I really first of all, thanks again for your work doing what you gave with your life undercover. Mubin Sheikh, former counterterrorism operative and now professor of public safety at Seneca. You're the best, Mubin. I love having you on. Thanks for that perspective.